Good morning, church family. This is Pastor Dan, and lately we've been talking about the omnipresence of the Lord, specifically in the context of His presence in different areas of our life. If you haven't listened to the last two episodes, we've talked about how God is present in every area of our life and how we are meant to invite him into those spaces. Not only is he already there working and moving and being present in our lives as the spirit resides within us, but we are also meant to glorify God wherever we are, whatever we're doing. This week, we are going to narrow our focus to one specific area in our lives, probably the most common area in our life, and maybe also the most common area where we create a divide, and that's the workplace. Uh, I don't know if this is true for you, but I'm just going to speak a little bit very briefly from experience. I worked, before I was a pastor, I worked in a warehouse uh, for Walmart. We were an e-commerce distribution center, and I started as a general mechanic and eventually transitioned into an administrative assistant, and it was a fine job, you know, a nine-to-five type of a thing where I clocked in 40 hours a week over time, the, the whole shebang. And it was a challenging environment, though. Um, One, e-commerce locations just can be tough places with a lot of turnover and a lot of new faces. But they're also just environments that are um, really, really secular. Not only is that the way that the work culture uh, operates, just in a way to try and be inclusive, they are very neutral. But in addition to that, a lot of people are kind of crushed under the weight of expectation, of meeting deadlines and meeting um, expectations for sales numbers that people tend to kind of turn inward and focus on what they're doing and they don't really interact a whole lot. So there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for me to share my faith and not a whole lot of opportunity for other people to share their faith. So it was kind of a quiet work environment. Um, Not literally, because warehouses are kind of loud, but uh, not really a great spot for sharing uh, the Word of God with other people. Despite that, God did give me a lot of opportunities to open up, to talk about hope, to talk about um, the the work that He was having me do at the time, the work God was having me do at the time. Um, So God still moved in those places. But I think it's a great example of how work can... um, crush our focus, can shove all of the other things out of the way because I saw it and I lived it and experienced it. So I think it's a pretty common uh, place for us to segregate uh, ourselves and to separate ourselves from God and go, okay, God, I'm just going to push you to the side a little bit so I can focus and get work done. So I can, you know, I I had a boss used to say eight and skate, meaning, you know, you put in your eight hours and then you skate on home. And I think we tend to do that, but work is an opportunity for us to dive into meaningful, long-lasting relationships where we can pour out love and compassion and just share the awesome stuff that God is doing. But that can be kind of hard, like I said, especially in an environment that feels especially oppressive. I just think of those peak times um, during Christmas or Black Friday where we're just told to work, 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 and the opportunity to engage with other people and connect on a human level is almost frowned upon as you're rushing to meet your various expectations and goals. So I just wanted to talk about a passage in 1 Timothy chapter 6 that for me, really reflects our calling in this type of an environment, um, even going well beyond it. Uh, We'll we'll talk a little bit about the context at the end. I just want to let the passage speak for itself for a minute, um, and then we'll kind of get 
into how to apply it. So this is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 1 through 2. All who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect, so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Those who have believing masters should not show them disrespect because they are fellow believers. Instead, they should serve them even better because their masters are dear to them as fellow believers and are devoted to the welfare of their slaves. Now, this is a controversial passage. Um, Most of the passages which touch on slavery are pretty controversial because God's word is controversial. God's word is explosive and crazy and feels ridiculous at times. And I think we really see that when we read passages about slavery. Because what Paul doesn't do is he doesn't say, you know, fight your masters. He doesn't say revolt. I'm not saying that there haven't been times throughout history where that was what God was doing in the course of human history. But as far as believers are concerned, there's a call to respect the station that you're in, which again, I understand how hard and challenging that is and radical that is in a position of a slave, which is what Paul is talking about. But just imagine the radical love of someone who's being oppressed can show to their oppressor. Somebody who says, I love Jesus so much and I love who he is and how he's freed me spiritually that I am willing to share that love with even my enemy. And that's kind of what Paul is pointing to here, even in the context of a relationship where that person above you is a child of God and they should maybe know better. That whole idea of love despite oppression is brought to the forefront. And that's really what this passage is about. That's what it's leading us towards. And I think there is definitely some application in the context of work. There's a lot of environments that feel really oppressive and a lot of uh, employer-employee relationships that can feel really oppressive. But at the end of the day, what really strikes me about this passage, and I think what's really applicable to our conversation about omnipresence, is this idea that even in the difficult, oppressive, just Uh, destructive environment of a slave worker situation, we are still called to act like Christians. We're still called to show respect. We're still called to show love and, and, and the heart of Jesus in those environments. How much more so are we supposed to do it in our working environments, in our working relationships, wherever those are? Just because the work is hard or just because the work is oppressive and a little soul-sucking maybe even, um, it doesn't uh, excuse us from the opportunity that God is giving us to bring life and to bring light into that environment. And again, I think, as is often the case, the oppression that I was experiencing in my work environment previously was alleviated by the love and the care and the interest that I shared with my fellow co-workers. When I asked them about their life, when I uh, answered questions they had about God, there was some real life that was brought into those work environments. And I think we can see that a lot 
as well. I think a lot of the pain and a lot of the challenge we experience at work, a lot of that Monday grind that we feel can really get alleviated when we start sharing the thing and the person of Jesus Christ who we are most passionate about. When we open up about our Lord and Savior, work stops becoming this place that is just an oppressive, tiring, draining place, and it starts to become a mission field. It starts to become a place where even who we might consider our enemies, our villains, you know, oh, my boss is so insert the expletive here, it becomes a place where you care about these people, where you can share the love of God with anyone and everyone. It's a place where you regularly see people, where people regularly see you. It's your work persona and your work environment that people are probably seeing the most of outside of maybe your family. These people are seeing you 40 hours or more a week and showing the love of Christ, showing the light of God's love in those environments is going to speak more loudly than it would probably anywhere else, especially if that environment is oppressive and a little draining. So I want to encourage you guys to do that this week, to jump into work, not in a way that is um, kind of like fighting against the man. I think that's such a popular uh, attitude and persona, but rather fighting against the uh, oppression, oppressive feelings that we can feel at work and instead choosing to love, instead choosing to fight fire with water and instead choosing to just accept and enter into the attitude and the love of Christ even in environments that feel so far away from him. I think if we realize God's presence even in our workplace, it will become a much, much brighter environment. So that's what I want to encourage you guys to do today. And I know it's hard. I know it's challenging. A lot of our work environments can be really, really tough places. Um, But Paul gives this kind of an instruction to love and respect um, our, our masters, and he gives it to slaves. So that's to me, that's really challenging. I, I, I struggle with that passage, but I have to trust that it's true. I have to trust that it's right. I have to trust that Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, knew what he was saying when he gave that instruction. And I have to trust that even in our working environments, it'll do wonders and beautiful things. So that's what I want to encourage you guys to do this week, to jump into your work environments with the same attitude and love of Christ and realize the Holy Spirit's presence even in your workplace. Thanks again for joining me, and I'm so excited to talk to you again next week. And I'm excited to hear from you. I'm excited to hear how you guys are bringing God into your different environments, how you're realizing he is in your workplace or your home life. So if you ever want to talk to me or chat about how you're seeing God's presence in all the areas of your life, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.